Welcome, welcome, welcome to the belly of the beast. I'm your host, Brandon Lou. Brandon Lou, along with the mighty Elijah. And we are romping and stomping our way through New York City's culinary scene. Yes, we are. And it's so good to be back. Yes, we've hit yet another fresh new restaurant. Uh, this one was a lot closer to home, and that made me excited. Yeah. I'm the excited <laughs> one this week. Yeah, man, it was it was really good. We're, we're we're back. This is our first restaurant back in the city. Yes, and um, we we needed somewhere new to go. I missed our straight streets. Now, did you did you miss the streets? I I miss not the streets themselves, but their order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can understand. I remember walking through uh, Mass Ave, and uh, it was just. On our way home, I felt like we had to go through four crosswalks just to yeah. pass one street. Yeah. It was really ridiculous. So it was good, so good to be back here in yeah. that regard. But I know you do miss uh, the less crowded streets of Boston. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. I'm definitely, um, it's funny, you had brought up to me as a joke that we were uh, looking for other places to live. And I think I might not be looking for other places to live. Oh, oh, so we went from joking to seriously considering it? Quietly in my heart. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it felt good to be in a less crowded city. Like, I love New York. It's fabulous here. But at the same time, it's also stressful and gives me a lot of anxiety. It would be nice to be somewhere bustling, but in a small way. Well, I can see why that you're excited about going to a restaurant that's closer to you then, because <laughs> we really didn't have to deal with a lot of traffic. You know, our Uber ride was smooth and cheap. Yeah, it, we, and we stayed cheap. very close. Yeah, stayed very close, um, which is funny because I know last week we did say um, that we were going to venture a little farther. But this is not that day, my friends. <laughs> uh, we will, though. We will. I'm that, looking forward oh, to it. Oh, well. We needed a break. We've no, just done I mean, a lot of traveling. We definitely we definitely got out of our comfort zones yeah. with that last episode. There was a, some good and some bad there. Because we went to this restaurant, like, fresh after we had gotten back. We were still, I want to say jet lag, maybe bus lag, train lag. And so staying close was important. It was, it was it was necessary for our health. For our mental recuperation, yeah. if you will. But it was also cool because the area in Queens that you live in, I know you don't necessarily feel like there's uh, a lot of good food around you. I don't always. Um, you know, when you're looking for local food, sometimes it can be difficult. Like, or... or when you're looking for an experience, maybe you don't feel like there's some good local food around you. You and know, I you're right, and it's partially because I'm lazy. I'm discovering I'm a spoiled New Yorker. I'm used to good food being really close. Like, when I go to your place, when I exit your apartment cul-de-sac gated area properly, <laughs> yes, I, there's, I know... There is an excellent Spanish food spot 
at the end of the corner. I do not have to walk for more than eight minutes to find delicious, delicious Spanish food that if I lived in your house, I would be partaking in all the time. I don't know why your dad ever goes anywhere else. The spot is at the end of the block. That's it. I know that if I walk, if I leave that Spanish spot, if I decide I don't want that and I'm at your house, I can literally walk for six minutes and any direction and stumble across some delicious food. It's not like that where I live. There's no restaurants within a 10-minute distance of me. And I'm just like, there's nothing close. Like, you got to get on a bus if you want to really eat nice. That's fair. But I think also not just for good food, because I find find that's, I don't want to say that's untrue, because I know that if you want some oxtail or something, you could get something particularly close to where you live yes i can get it delivered but, but hoofing want, it over there is not a good idea but but when you want like an experience like it's different for me i live in a trendy area i get it like i know i live in the lower east side there's a lot of things popping over there new so restaurants new restaurants like every day it feels like or at least every week um so no no it's not going to be a big effort to find something. You can walk in blind and, and stumble upon a nice restaurant. But I feel like whenever you and I go out and we're in Queens, we're going to go to a place like LIC. We're going to go to a place like, um, constant was the 71st Continental Avenue. Is that the train station? Boom. Got it. Nailed it. But (laughs) that's the area where, where, where we're normally going to when we're looking for like maybe something trendy. Um, but just because a place is a trendy area, or should I say just because other areas in the region aren't necessarily trendy, it doesn't mean they don't have good food. And I think that's something that we are fortunate to stumble upon on our most recent trip. And if you're listening, I would love to know what great spots you have locally. What is your favorite local place? to? Yeah. Like you, you guys, I know there's at least seven of you. who listen to this show and i am calling you out you seven dedicated members why y'all don't don't tell us what you want to eat like this is gonna be really funny when people look back on this after we're successful projects it into the future Uh (laughs) we're never gonna get this meta again tell us where you want to eat where you want us to eat like, it will never be this meta again. Just yeah. tell us where you want us to go. Unless yeah. you're in, like, New Zealand. And then, like, you have to wait for us to fly to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Yeah. So, the place that we went to, it's called Olabrador. Olabrador. Yes. I didn't, I didn't even look that up. Like, does it, does it mean Labrador? Mm. <laughs> Um, it means the farmer. Whoops. Yeah. Not at all does it mean the Labrador. Although I have a Labrador. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, the first thing I thought of when I read this, like the dog. And, you know, I thought the same thing, but I was just like, that's wrong. (laughs) And like, I thought that it might be wrong to the point of like prejudice and so I was just like, let me just fall back. So I'm glad we did go here. It was in Jamaica. It was, nice. it was on Jamaica Ave. And it it's it wasn't even it didn't even look like look near 
the things I'm used to seeing on Jamaica Ave. Um, no. You know, it's not, it wasn't like by the Blink or the H&M or anything like that. <laughs> so it wasn't on, it wasn't on or near the Kali block if you're from here. It wasn't anywhere near there. No. It was in like a side pocket area. No, but it was beautiful. We walked in and there was two parties. So you could tell that the locals definitely like going there. They're celebrating birthdays. and There were two like big parties. Yeah, you had a Latin family. And you had a black family, and they both enjoying this Portuguese spot. Yes. Because that's, it was a Latin and Portuguese fair. It seemed like families really enjoyed the spot. And that gave me good feelings, especially walking in, into a place I don't know. It's nice to see that people enjoy that. They want to have their celebrations here. It's also a really good hangout spot, apparently, because when we got there, there was two entrances, one for the dining room and one that was like a bar section, completely separate. Yeah, and that, that bar area section. looked crowded. It was hopping in there. Yeah, we like we were cool. Like we had a reservation, so I wasn't really worried about being seated. But since it was two separate spaces and there were two parties happening at the same time, there wasn't really a lot of room. Um, yeah. So we, we, we lucked out. But you could look next door and it, like as we were walking towards like the dining hall entrance, you could still look into the glass of the bar and everyone was having a good time. Everyone was really excited. And I was like, yo, I didn't even know like this was here. It had very much hidden gem vibes about it. Yes. So I'm obviously looking forward to an opportunity to go back again. That said, since we've hyped the place up enough, I, I think we're ready to talk about the food. I agree. All right, so let's do that. Uh, the appetizer. You picked the appetizer. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I picked this appetizer. So um, I was going kind of out of my comfort zone. I don't eat a lot of clams. And I, that has been changing slowly since I started dating Big belly here. I feel like it's becoming a recurring theme. Like yeah. Clams has kind of stayed on your order a bit. A little bit. But like I, I had clams like once when I was a really little girl before I started dating Lewis. And my grandmother gave me some. She really loved clams and mussels too. And so I knew that they were good and that they were good with marinara sauce, but there's so many ways to enjoy clams. I don't love them all, but they're good but something in me is somewhat squeamish about them i know that clams are like the ocean's like filter for like junk or it's what they say on the internet and um it's got to be true i i found it somewhere on the internet it wasn't specifically in like a, a dummy forum but I like know, I know, I it, it doesn't got to be true but like it's got to be true and so, <laughs> and so i eat them and they're good and i like them but something in me is just like oh we but shouldn't these weren't just clams, but these weren't just clams like i fell for them instantly they were baked clams with bacon yes and they were more than I expected. I was expecting, like, just sort of a roasted clam with some maybe garlic sauce on top and some chopped bacon. This right. was not that. I'm normally not a fan of anything where I see a, a baked shellfish thing. Um, 
I think sometimes that catches you off guard because mm. I'm someone who loves seafood. And I so, did, yeah, I'm like shocked even now. I'm like, and really? it's like, why are you hesitant? I think part of the reason why is I feel whenever I get like a, a, a baked clam, in my mind, I'm thinking like stuffed clam. And my issue with that is it tastes kind of like bready texturally. I'm someone who likes the seafood. I don't necessarily need anything in my seafood. I don't like when my when my shells are, are, are stuffed with bread and I don't need it. Oh my gosh, this is a revelation for me. See, look, look at this, ladies and gentlemen. What we have here is a purist. He's like, I just want the seafood. The seafood is enough. And I <laughs> am like an ex 300 pound woman who's just like, did you say bread? Give me all the bread. I'm in love with stuffed mushrooms. I feel the opposite of the way that he feels. I'm just like any seafood is better stuffed with something. You can stuff a seafood into another seafood. There's crab. Okay with that. <laughs> there's crab. And then there's stuffed crab. There's fish. And then there's stuffed fish. It just sounds so much better. So, okay. I so I de- say. I think it depends on what you're stuffing into it, though. Like, that's that's different. Like I mean, when, when I it, when guess. It, if you give me a, a shell, and I'm not saying that it doesn't taste good, but texturally, I don't like digging, scraping my teeth against a shell that's got, like, this soggy bread. Like No, I'm it just can't not- be soggy. Ugh, come on. I was thinking, like, you know, like, you take, like, a, a salmon or a delicious red snapper, and then you, like, stuff it with scallions and, ooh, wild rice and maybe a little lemon and some something to pull it all together. I'm spitballing here. Yeah, but, but see, I would delight in that. Yeah, see, no, that I have no problem with that. Like, yeah. But when I'm talking about my issues with stuff clam or stuff any of those shells like normally when they're stuffing uh any of these shelled foods these mollusks and i feel like i'm getting like a, a bready thing uh, are you uh, thinking of like I'm the not, olive garden stuffed mushrooms i don't go to olive garden how dare you even suggest that uh <laughs> um but i'm but, hanging my head now since you guys can't see I've been shamed. My point is, I, I wasn't necessarily, I don't want to say I wasn't looking forward to it, but it wouldn't have been my pick. So I'm oh glad that gosh. you chose this because this is really good. It was this stuffed shocks with- me to learn. I almost wish I'd ordered it just for me. <laughs> do, do, do you want to talk about the clam, what it came with? So the clam, first of all, you didn't have to, like, scrape your teeth on it at all. Like, it came right out of the shell really easily because they had, like, pre-scooped it out of the shell because what they scooped did what what's in there the the clam part okay and they breaded it so that it was delicious and then they drizzled it in bacon and like scallions and it was sitting in like this beautiful fragrant delicious red sauce that was just rife with garlic rife with it it was lousy with garlic it was wonderful the sauce and so what I did was I took generous portions of the sauce and I just drizzled it across the clams. And then you could either scoop the, the clam part out with a, uh, with a spoon or you could 
put it in your face and just eat it. It was great either way. I thought the textures were beautiful. The sauce was just this marriage of this salty and savory flavor and this and the tomato I'm always surprised by how well tomato interacts with seafood but like the tomato really pulled it all together and took it to heights that I would never have been able to accomplish on my own so I was especially impressed with it because it's nothing I would have been able to make yeah and the bacon was just like I'm a sucker for bacon you pretty much garnish anything with bacon and I want it now I feel like I could have used more bacon but this stuffed clam Agreed. is very good. Yeah. Agree. Um, There's never so much bacon to me. Like just. The stuffed clam is very good. Yes. I was impressed. I wasn't expecting it to be uh, more than just this mildly good appetizer. But it was actually very nice. The sauce, there was so much sauce, so you were able to drizzle it. Just keep pouring sauce on it. The garlic, uh, the scallions, all of that. But the bacon to me is... Uh, all the flavors. I'm not being fair to the, the, the flavors, but I was looking forward to the bacon. And all of these transformed it from being something simple to something extravagant. Or yeah. it felt extravagant. Yeah. And um, so, so I'm pleased with the appetizer. I'm glad you got that. I definitely Because I wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when I... Oh, look at, look at what I said. When we go back, I want... To get just that appetizer and call it a night. I want to just get a dozen of them and just be myself. Maybe some fries. Yeah, this was this is your favorite part of the meal. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. That said, I enjoyed my meal. Not saying that you didn't enjoy yours, but this was your highlight. Uh, for me, I was ready to order. I don't even remember what I was ready to order. Um, I was probably going to get something simple or something common, I guess, like steak. <laughs> something common. Like, like something that I know I would enjoy, like common and uh, uh, like steak. Like, I know I like steak. I'm going to go and get steak. But you challenged me. Oh, my God. I accidentally on you, purpose you. challenged him. I didn't realize it would have such a strong effect, but I, it wasn't supposed to be a challenge. It was just my thoughts, really. So here's what happened. I was ready to order this steak, and part of the reason why is because even though they had a fish of the day, if you go back and check our previous episodes, I do have a tendency to order from the specials, and there's a couple of times when I felt like I either didn't enjoy the special, or it just wasn't my highlight. Or Alicia just had the better meal. <laughs> and and I don't mind her having the better meal, but I want to be able to share the same enthusiasm. And there's been a couple of times I've been let down, so now I don't order from the specials as much. Now I was looking right at the menu. And when it comes to fish, especially, you know, they got the catch of the day, I'm not someone who's eaten enough fish to really feel confident about ordering fish. I know I like salmon. I know I don't like tilapia. That's really where I stay in. Yeah, and see, <laughs> and see, I've had experience with a couple of fish. Surprisingly, mm. I like my favorite fish used to be whiting, but it doesn't taste the same as it did when I was a kid. And so I don't actually talk about whiting anymore. Like my 
favorite meal used to be some fried whining. But anyway, ugh, I liked whining. Um, I've had red snapper. I've had porgies. I like yellowtail. I like tuna. I like sea bass. I've, I've had shark fin soup. I've had codfish. See, and that's the thing. All right, I, I, I'm swordfish. I've definitely left out. Like I've had other fish, but they didn't stick with me. Like personally, maybe I'm just not having it enough. Like yeah, bacalao. This is the same dude who ate like um, crocodile meat or shark meat. I, I've had uh, shark meat. I've had crocodile. That's a fish. I may have had uh, kangaroo. I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh my God. I don't know. He's I don't definitely remember. eaten crickets. Yes. But oh. when it comes to fish, and, and I forgot bacalao. I don't know why I, that didn't pop into mind. But yes, uh, you, you mentioned the codfish. I eat codfish. I like codfish a lot. But that's something that I grew up with. And so, like, I'm very familiar with its flavor. I know what I'm getting every time I order it. If I order a whiting, I don't know what I'm getting. Oh, you're not even getting what you should be getting. Don't even order the whiting. <laughs> it really breaks my heart. Whiting, whiting used to be one of the best fish, and just pollution took it out. It's just messed up now. Well, this Mercury time I got it. This time I got it. I was like, all right, we're going to do it. I feel challenged. I'm going to get the catch of the day. I asked them what it was. They said bronzini. I was like already a full cup of sangria deep and could not make out what they were saying. I was like, Fonzini? No, bronzini. It was like, what? Bring I, I it. Couldn't, I couldn't. It just, yes. Give me your, give me your Finest. <laughs> finest bronzini. I want your gold bronzini. Um, bronzini is basically sea bass. Uh, it's a European sea bass, uh, and it was delicious. But I didn't know this going in. I just ordered it and then, like, immediately picked up my phone. I was, like, Googling. It's like, all right, what the hell did I just order? <laughs> and I, I was looking it up. I was like, okay. It's looking okay. I've, I've had sea bass before. It's been a long time. Last time I had it was at this place called Saigon Market, which is just below Union Square. And... Only thing I remember about it was it being like particularly bony and difficult to eat. Um, so I was a little scared, but I was looking forward to it. It's like, all right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna do better this time. And uh, it comes before me, and the hostess came over. I, I I think she was asking if I wanted another sangria. I was like, yes, but don't give me a third. It'll be sloppy. Tell her what the other host said. There was a little shady no, interaction. No. Well, I'm I'm talking about the host. So so as she came over to like ask about the sangria, she notices the way that the dish is turned, and she's like, I like the head of the fish facing this way. And it's clearly that she's more than just a hostess. She's an experienced restaurant. Uh, uh, a worker who's had many different uh, labors in, in this industry. But and I, I thought it was kind of funny because, like, the wait, the, the server was still, like, right there. So it was, it was so <laughs> shady. It was so shady. Was like, like, and she, like she turned the plate and, like, yeah. was looking at the other server. She turned it and, like, looked at her. She didn't just turn the plate. She said, I kind of like the fish this way to yeah. you, but, like, at the woman. Yeah. Like, fix I guess it. My, my, my dead fish 
whose head was still attached was looking at the wall, and I guess the 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 should have been looking at the window. It's like it's like, hey, show this fish some respect. <laughs> like that, I, I never had a moment like this before. I thought it was hilarious. Yo. But <laughs> that really made me think, like, are there specific ways you're supposed to set the plate down? Like, they're plating this food in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, can you set a plate of food down backwards in a restaurant? I, I never considered it. This was entirely new. But I mean, it is a fact, though. I The no, belly of the fish is usually what's facing you. It's not the fish's spine. It's usually the fat, meaty part of the fish. I never thought about it, because normally when I do order fish, I'm not getting an entire fish. Like, I'll have, if I get salmon, I'm probably getting a salmon steak. You know, I'm not getting a whole salmon. Or a filet. Plated on, uh, here you go, whole fish. So, I get the sea bass, whole fish. It's now looking away from the wall. You know, we're showing it some respect. (laughs) And I'm 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 ready to dig in, and it was so good. And I was, I was pleased. I don't know if surprise is the word, but I was definitely gracious because this could have went bad. And <laughs> <laughs> in my experience, when getting specials or something that's not particularly on the menu, you know, I, I'm trusting my cooks to give me something that I will enjoy. And I'm sure there's a part of them that's trusting us to order something that we would like but you know there, there's adventurous people like me that are willing to try something new and i'm just hoping but the meat was so good the texture was lovely just so easy to go into um the skin crispy uh because this was a roasted fish but like i'm not someone who eats the skin of the fish very often. I mean, it's not often that I have the option. It was salty, and as someone who likes salty food, I was perfectly fine with that. But getting past that, the 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 meat was sweet and 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 just delicious. And if you know how to navigate through the bones, you could pretty much get through it quite easily. I had had a little bit of trouble at first, and uh, but once I got to once I navigated my way, found out its skeletal structure, yeah, I was able to just go out there without constantly having to like dig into my mouth, like ah, ah. yeah. Um, when I tasted it, I loved the texture and the taste was really good, but I found that there was a heavily like cod liver oilish taste to it. Like, it didn't taste like cod. It tasted like somebody had, like, drizzled cod liver oil on it. But I hate cod liver oil. So it was a really weird mixed bag for me. Here I have this well-seasoned, perfectly prepared fish, but with, like, a drizzle of this, like, hated flavor in the background. And I'm just like, this is good, but I don't want it. I, I can't say what I can say actually is that I've never it's been a while since I've had like a whole fish last time it was also a sea bass and the way that it's prepared depending on where you're pulling from the part of the fish's body there were definitely codier parts like, I don't want to say codier but I definitely got this almost like gummy texture like as you or maybe as you got closer to the head um, there's just like, all right, that part's not for eating. 
but I was mostly okay. Like, I really enjoyed it. I still don't prefer it over salmon. Uh, I don't even prefer it over bacalao. But I thought it was really good, and I would get again. But uh, it, it doesn't top salmon. Salmon, salmon is a kingfish for me right now. Yeah, same. I love a good salmon. Uh, my meal was grilled lamb chops with rosemary sauce, and they were very good. The lamb chops were very well prepared, excellently soft. The only problem with the lamb chops, in my opinion, I loved the rosemary. It was cooked long enough to have softened. By the way, like, if you just throw some rosemary on it at the end, like, the rosemary is, like, hard. So it had some time to infuse and soften and be good. The only problem with the lamb was that it was not the most amazing cut of lamb, even though it was lamb, like, on the rib. It was those cute little, like, lamb shanks that almost look like the inner workings of piano keys. And it was marbled through with, like, this muscly, gamey, fatty cartilage. And I don't like the fatty parts of meat. And so the cartilage part was just ugh, to me. It detracted from the overall experience. But other than that, the lamb itself was perfect. The vegetables that they had with the rosemary lamb chops were straight up not good. I feel like they were steamed. Steamed, yes. They were not good. I don't like steamed vegetables. I feel like most people don't get vegetables right. It's why I don't really talk about the vegetables when I'm talking about the meal. It was or you basic, just won't order them if you have the option. Right. Or I will say without the vegetables, if I have the option, I only like my vegetables and my mother's vegetables. No one seasons vegetables. It's really an atrocity. Like put some butter on it, put some olive oil on it, put I some like garlic on it, and then let's go. I like steamed vegetables. I think steamed vegetables are all right, but I don't think they're great. They're not my, like, if you ask me how I want my vegetables, steamed isn't my favorite choice. Right. Like, like why like, would I you do that when you could stir fry it? Yeah, stir or fry is them. great. Stir fry is great. Baked is great. Grilled. I don't even mind grilled. I like No, it. grilled is but, good. But, Fried uh, is good. Smoked like I, is I, good. I know people who don't like asparagus, but you grill it up and all of a sudden it's not so bad. Yeah. Um... But steamed, a steamed vegetable is boring. It, it's boring. It doesn't even look good on the plate. It's um, the clean printer paper of it, vegetables. It almost feels like, like wait, wait, when there's this moist feeling to it, it's almost like the vegetable sweating. And <laughs> it's, I enjoy vegetables, so I can eat it this way and be content with it. But it's. To me, it's it's never the best way to, you know, to 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 accompany your meal, especially when you're excited about a meal. I can't get excited about steamed vegetables. No, and the only other, it was ugh, it, I hate to say it, it was a humongous sticking point for me. The mashed potatoes, I would classify the mashed potatoes as edible. Okay, and I say that because they weren't horrific, but they almost fall into the category of horrific for me. They were obviously instant. They were not made with real potatoes. There was no potato in the potatoes. Like, they were fake potatoes. Somebody got a bag of potato flakes. 
out of a cabinet and added some water or milk. And come on with that. Yuck. I had a boiled potato on my side, and it wasn't bad. You know, nothing, it's a nothing potato. spectacular. How can it be bad? You know, nothing spectacular. You know, it, it, this wasn't. This wasn't like uh, uh, one of these bar dives that is going to go ahead and like load your potatoes. There was no, there was no potatoes and cheese option. It wasn't nothing like that. It's, and, and I think sometimes that takes away. There's another restaurant that I like very much called Buenos Aires. Uh, it's in Lower Manhattan. I don't think I've been there. I believe we went once. I'm not 100% sure. I feel like we went once. Uh, it is an Argentine sta- uh, steak restaurant. Uh, they have other things as well. I've been there a few times. I've recommended it to some friends, and I took my father there once as well. My father, when I, when I went with my father, he got the potatoes with his meal, and he was not pleased. He said something similar where it felt like he was getting instant potatoes. And it's really a shame because... I know that it's the side dish. I know it's not the main attraction. But sometimes it can really take away from your meal. That's not even true. Like, people literally describe the big main idea as the meat and potatoes of your argument. The potatoes are a big fucking part. Well, I just mean sides in general. Can I, I think, I don't want to say they're unappreciated. I think everyone loves their sides. But... You don't, I don't think about the side as being the main course. The side is the side. And when the side is not up to par, it can take away from your whole experience. Yeah. It's, and it did. It detracted. <laughs> which explains why the appetizer is your favorite part. Yes. The main course, there were a couple of things that took it out of my good graces. My favorite part was dessert. <laughs> That's that uh that might be true more often than I'd like to admit. I just really have a sweet tooth. I love dessert. Was looking forward to seeing the menu. I was jealous of your dessert. Mine was basic. You you seem to enjoy your creme brulee. It wasn't a high creme brulee though. Like Lena's tastes better. Really? I, all right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I should be surprised because the top of it isn't hard enough. That's the thing. It's like it Lena's better. You know, when you think of creme brulee, it has that hard kind of that that caramel that almost like a hard candy shell. And Lena's doesn't have that. It's very much just soft from the moment you go in. Very delicious, but soft. So I, I was surprised that you preferred that over their creme brulee. You got the Cerradura. Cerraduro. There we go. That sounds nice. Cerradura. Cerradura. Um, and this was basically, oof. So this was a mousse. It was a sweet cream mousse uh, that had like a cookie crumble like layers going into it. It felt like having cake. Uh, but like specifically, it felt like I want to say like I was just getting frosting, but it basically tasted like I was getting all of the best parts of cake. Ugh, I was so, so, so soft, so light going in. Like, I was shocked. 
I didn't realize what I was getting when I got it. And I should have. I should have had an idea because, like, it's all in the explanation. Sweet cream. Moose. Like, I've mentioned before that I love chocolate mousse. It's like, why wouldn't I love this mousse? But with, with the, the, the cookie inside of it, like, it shocked me that I went my whole life without having this, like, as a dessert. That people aren't serving this in more places. It's like, I need this again. This was so good. And it was definitely my favorite part. Yeah. No, I get that because I tasted it and it might have been my second favorite part. Oh, man. My creme brulee was good, but it was nothing to write home about. It was a basic creme brulee. I enjoyed it. But the hard shell top was the best part. And the custard should be stronger than that. Agreed. In my opinion. Agreed. Like, if literally the sugar topping is the best part, your custard needed work. And I wanted that work. It was still well done, though. I, 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 I see that. And I, I wish your experience was better, but we... But I would still recommend it, and I want to go back. Yeah, I absolutely want to go back. I had a good time. Yeah, it was a wonderful, homey environment. The environment added a lot to our experience. Watching the other people in the restaurant really just enjoy themselves. The staff, like, felt really friendly and wonderful. Like, just just watching the atmosphere, being in the place, having it not be... Even though space was limited, it wasn't so tight. And I was really glad about that. Like, there wasn't a lot of people. It wasn't crowded. No. We didn't have to wait a long time for our food. It was just like... We it also went. felt like I was kind of in a dining room. Yeah. Like, like uh, in an apartment almost. Yeah. It was like I could have been at grandma's house. It was homey, and it tasted homey. Like, even though the potatoes were instant, and I was like, these instant potatoes. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I. Like, the lamb is actually really good. No, it's easy to fall in love with the place. Yeah. Just, just looking into it. I see why it's a hidden gem and why the locals return. Because my feeling about my dish is that maybe they got an off cut today. Or maybe this dish is not the one that I want to order because I know the potatoes are instant. Right. With it. Let me try some fish next time. Let me try a steak next time. Something. Right. Some fries next time. I think what I also really enjoyed was its price point. I don't think there was much that was over $30. Uh, most everything stayed in the mid-20s, upper 20s. Not, I, I really, there's probably one item, maybe, that went over the $30 point. Yeah, I think it was mine. Mine was, no, not over $30. No. It was 26 No, so, so it was really cool if you're looking for something on a budget as well. And... Now that I know that they throw parties, you go ahead and reserve your party if you're really looking for something. You know, I I, I could I definitely know. see having a nice birthday party there. When I, if you're someone who lives far, that's the thing. If you're someone who lives far, I'm not sure how much of an effort I would make to necessarily come here. That's the thing. That's but if you're that's someone, the thing that's, about this entire borough is secretly the rub. Right. This is how people and New Yorkers just feel about Queens. You've heard it firsthand. You know, like, it's nice, but I don't know if I really make the effort to go only out there. See, but but that's the thing. Like, I feel like this is because it's like a local, it's a, it's a local foodery, and I would highly recommend it. I had such a good time there. 
if you're someone who's from the area, do check it out. If you're in Queens in general, do check it out. I would recommend it to anyone anywhere, but but it it didn't give me anything. It's not. It was not the kind of place where I'm dying to go to either. I look forward to going to because I know that we're close by. And I'm dying to get more of them clams with bacon. That was good. Okay, facts, facts. I feel bad now. Like I could go back and get a nice sangria and a dozen clams with maybe a side of fries and like the cerradura and just dip happily for like $47. I still want to know what your local favorites are. Listeners, let me know what's close to you. Let me know what you like. Maybe I've went about this all wrong. Maybe I should be putting in more effort to check out this local fair. Also, what I want to check out, and I do recommend that you check out, Restaurant Week. It's coming up. January 21st through February 9th, Restaurant Week is back, and I know we plan on indulging. I'm looking Definitely. Didn't we I, miss out last time? Um, there are restaurant week is twice a year. There's one in um the January, February time, and there's one in the I believe August, September area. And so we missed one of them, but we always catch at least one a year. I've been hip to restaurant week um since my sister told me about it a long while ago. And it is absolutely wonderful to take your dates on. You get these she-she five-star restaurants, and they have a prefix menu, and you go. You spend $49 for lunch per person. Um, you spend, I mean, for dinner, I think, per person. You spend about 30 to 25 to $35 for lunch per person, and then you just dip. It is great. We went to American Cuts one year. They have really, really thick bacon there. I would definitely recommend hitting up American Cut this restaurant week. And also take a look at, take this time to look at, I guess, your favorite news articles. Wherever you find your news, try to do a little search. Try to do a little research because there's places that, like, there's hundreds of restaurants that participate in restaurants. Time Out New York is a really helpful resource for this. Yeah, Time Out New York is great. Uh, Gothamist is also very helpful. Eater. Uh, Eater New York is very helpful. Well, don't give them all our secrets. I, I'm just saying that while there, there are a lot of restaurants that are participating in Restaurant Week, try to find the best bang for your buck. Look at these deals and maximize on your potential, my friends, because your belly deserves it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that you have survived. The belly of the beast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All of our media, whether you are listening on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Breaker, Stitcher, wherever. Give us a like, give us a follow, share with your friends if you think they'd be interested. They should be interested. We know food. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and until next time, bye bye. <laughs>